Welcome everybody to the loudest podcast, the loudest podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Asterios Kogados, with as always is Sarantia. Hello. Three different men have come into our apartment today to try to figure out where some mysterious water leak is coming from. Yeah, and uh, I was, it sounded like from my limited Spanish, I could understand that they did not find the leak. Yeah. They had no idea where the leak was coming from. Different guys coming in at different times. They're tinkering. They're tankering. Do you think this has anything to do with the brand new bidet I bought you for Christmas? Uh, the timing seems suspicious, but let me tell you, I will fucking kill myself if they make us take that bidet off. Yeah, okay. Me too. I'm glad we're on the same page. We haven't talked about this yet. I'm glad we're on the same page about this, like... I will die. I will burn this entire apartment down before they take that bidet. Yeah. I've never been this. Cl- I've never felt this clean. Listener, if you have don't have a bidet or you haven't ever tried a bidet, you absolutely have to try one. It's like I, I was telling this to my friends the other day that you got me a bidet for mm-hmm. Christmas. Oh, by the way, best gift I've ever gotten. Most personal gift I've ever gotten. I know you like them. Right. And so what a bidet is if you're uh, an American is it shoots water a- around your asshole. It's a device that connects to your toilet and shoots not dirty toilet water, but the same water that you use to like brush your teeth onto your butt. So it cleans it off. It cleans the remainder off. And when I told everybody that, they were like, ew, that's gross. But honestly, I think it's fucking gross just to use toilet paper. Like, if you got shit on your hand, mm-hmm. would you just take some toilet paper and wipe it off? No, you would wash your hand. So why is your hole any different? You know what? I Look, I got the same exact... Obviously, I bought the thing, so I, I agree with you. One time I heard Randy Macho Man Savage's brother interviewed, and just somehow bidets came up. <laughs> and remember... What was this guy known as in the in the World Wrestling Federation? That's right, the genius. The stinky poop butthole man. He was known as the genius. <laughs> and he said, do you wipe your dishes or do you wash your dishes? Do you wipe your dishes or do you wash them? I'm cleaner than anybody I ever met. A genius of glory and renown. And after I heard that, I said, I got to get Sriracha bidet for... Christmas, and then also I'll use it too all the time. Changes your fucking life, man. Changes your fucking life. I can't imagine going back to my parents' house and using their archaic caveman toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you just use three shells or some pottery shards? Right, why don't I just shit in a hole in the backyard? Why don't you use a corn, like a corn cob husk like our Native American forefathers did? You know why they're no longer here? Probably because they didn't have bidets. That's the only thing I could think of. So they they don't teach you this in school. I wonder why. <laughs> okay. Now look, do you think the fact that you and I both had like ready to go lines <laughs> about why bidets are good, like you had the, if you got shit in your arm thing, I had the dishes thing. Do you think that kind of belies maybe a um, lack of confidence about our bidet? I mean, I protect myself with these talking points because people have told me that bidets are gross. And really? I, I, I firmly disagree. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. So you've had conversations. So you've, I don't really tell people I like bidets. Because it just opens up a whole conversation. Well, Sterius, if we don't talk about this, it's exactly like shitting like an eagle. If we don't talk about it and make it open to the public, then we will never have the cleanest assholes that they do in Asia. Have you ever seen a Korean family's butthole? Their anal cavities are so clean. And America is falling behind. We're falling behind in math. We're falling behind in science. And we're falling behind in the bacteria you found in our butt cracks. Holy goddamn. Okay. So you're saying by talking about bidets on this podcast, I'm a hero. Right. We're normalizing it. We're normalizing it. I learned that word. What? (laughs) I learned that word. Oh, there you go. Now, Suraj, do you think the fact that... uh, there's like a mysterious leak in the apartment that three different maintenance guys can't find. Do you think that has something to do with the company I hired to install the bidet? Yeah, it seems like the company that you hired a drill was not qualified to drill through tile. But what company was that, Asterios? Oh, uh, Coconuts Industries. I love them. <laughs> You've heard of them? Yeah, I love them. Uh, they are uh, look. They come highly recommended. Right. They they install things. They fix uh, curtain rods, and they also tell jokes <laughs> while they're doing it. <laughs> Remember. Time that I, in order to install a new light bulb, can you describe what I did with that chair? You had to put a rolling chair, listener, like a chair that you might find in an office that rolls around on top of a bed to fix a light in the bedroom on the ceiling. And then I stood on that chair. Yes. And did that chair start to roll one way? Yeah. 
But you were there to stop it. I don't think I could have saved you. I think if you fell and cracked your neck, you would have just died. You know what? But you would have been there to call 911. And that's safety thinking right there. That's true. It's safety first. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, by the way, the bidet... Can you describe the color of the bidet? It's beautiful. It's millennial pink. You know what yes. millennial pink is? No. It's like not hot pink. It's not baby pink. It's millennial pink. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it was called. It's like, <laughs> I think it was coined by one of those guys that do the corporate art style, the ones that all look the same. What's yeah. it called? Memphis, Minnesota art or right. something? I, I only know it as corporate art. Corporate art. But you know exactly what I'm oh, talking yeah. about, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, millennial pink is like that shade of pink that it was everywhere for a hot second. In like two years ago. Really? Yeah. Okay, because I bought it. I, I we got the bidet from Tushy. They're like, it's a limited edition pink bidet. We're only selling it in 2021. You have to act fast and buy this pink bidet with a wooden knob now, and I'll be goddamned if that didn't work on me. So I gotta act fast. And God help you if you do not buy this pink bidet, you're gonna have a black thing cleaning your asshole. <laughs> I and- do. And everyone will walk into your bathroom and say, wow, this person has no taste. (laughs) God damn it. Big news. Big news this week. By the way, this was my idea. This was my idea to do this topic because I don't want people blaming Sriracha for this. Yeah, because it's bad, listeners. Not my idea. It's bad. I wanted to, if we were going to do this, cut it short. Yeah, I've actually solved the equation for time. And that's originally what I wanted to talk about. But we're doing this instead. Yeah, so... Sriracha tells me, like, the new Sex and City is terrible. And that's all. The, the entire internet has decided that the new Sex and the City is, like, the worst. It's the worst. And I, I've seen the movies. I've watched probably, like, 60% of the television show. That's just what happens when you're, like, a guy who dated girls in the 90s and 2000s. Like, you're just exposed to a lot of sex in the city. Right. Sex and the is like our generational comfort characters. Yeah. <laughs> we like them. They make us feel safe. Yeah. It's a, I know Aiden and tearing down the wall between their apartments, which is also tearing down the emotional wall between them. Samantha's breast cancer. I, I know all, all about uh, the, the, what's your name? Converting to Judaism. To try to get the guy to marry her. I know about Kyle McLaughlin's character masturbating in the bathroom and then having to cut out pictures of Charlotte's face and put them on top of the Victoria's Secret models that he's jerking. I know all about Steve and crossing the Brooklyn Bridge so they can reunite, but connecting Brooklyn and Manhattan as they're reconnecting in their mind. I know all about Sex in the City. I bet Sex in the City is like, for people, one generation before me, it's their version of The Office. Yes. That they can recall like specific plot lines ad nauseum at trivia games yeah. and stuff like that. Oh man, that's sick. That's I know sick. more about it than, I know way more about it than you and you've seen all of it right you're a sick pervert but yes I have yeah exactly and there's a new sex in the shitty show there's new sex in the shitty I, that's what I <laughs> Freudian <laughs> slip I told, there's a new sex in the city show on HBO Max it's called and just like that why is it called and just like that Sriracha because and just like that Samantha shit all over the legacy of sex in the city she was the only intelligent one it's like don't do it we have a great thing here don't do it I am doing other things do not make a third fucking movie and just like that she was written out of the series Kim Cattrall does not return for the Sex in the City sequel series. And, and they just, are pissed about it. They're not. Ha- well, you know what? Let's let's get to the first scene. Yes, please. All right. This is going to get copyright stricken with the hand of God. That's I'm fine with that. I don't care. It's worth it. Like the fist of a powerful God. I, I don't care. People have to hear this. It's the worst. They do. Remember when we had to legally stand six feet apart from COVID. one another? It's COVID! COVID reference! COVID, COVID reference! Immediate COVID reference! Take a shot every time they talk about COVID. No, we don't want to kill our listener base. Yep. All right, so the girls are they're trying to get into a club or something. Oh, it's been forever. Do we hug or bump elbows? That COVID reference. <laughs> where are we these days? And and where's the fourth musketeer? Where's Samantha? Oh. Immediate, immediate Samantha mention. <laughs> 
You gotta get it out of the way first. <laughs> gotta get it out of the way. Everyone, we, we better get out in front of it. It's the elephant in the room. By the way, I don't like that people are calling Kim Cattrall an elephant. She's a very attractive lady. She's 60. Yeah, but, but my Kim Cattrall was like in the 90s. Like She was the hot girl from Big Trouble in Little China. Okay. <laughs> Does that mean nothing to you? <laughs> nothing at all. Yeah. Well, enjoy. This here, are you coming? <laughs> Look, you probably don't realize this. Sarah Jessica Parker was also like an 80s sex pot. In the movie L.A. Story, she's the she's the original Manic Pixie dream girl. It's Sarah really? Jessica Parker. She, she, uh, she paved the way for it. She, re- she walks so Zooey Deschanel can run. Is yes! that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. And, you know, and actually, I, some people would say galloped. I would not say that. <laughs> I like Sarah Jessica Parker. She's really eating from the trough of Hollywood. I wouldn't say that either. <laughs> Now look, some people say you have to make hay while you can in your career. But if you're gonna, but I wouldn't say that because I don't like the, I don't like where that's headed. She's constantly eating from the oat bag of great rolls. That's not even a phrase. <laughs> she looks like a horse. Hey, you be nice. I say nay to that kind of talk. It's good. He's using protection. Now that is saying the condom is half full. When do you start? Okay, school? now I'm gonna pause real quick because we just talked over all this. Yeah, we did. I'm gonna rewind to the fr- and you need to hear this you're not gonna this is the second scene in the show this is how they open the sex in the city sequel series i stepped on a used condom in brady's room this morning Ooh. wait i was barefoot at the time i stepped on my son's semen before coffee we are definitely getting fries with that yeah okay i'm gonna pause it here <laughs> the second scene of the show we got we got someone said about stepping on their Kids come. Yeah. And, that's, and this is the first time I turned it off. Yeah, no, Asterios, we watched this the other night, and Asterios had to take breaks and turn it off, and he almost quit, listeners. He almost quit, but I was like, no, you need to power through this because this is awful, and you need to sit here and watch it. I went to your stupid fucking real estate concert last week, last month. Now you have to sit through this. Okay, real estate rules. You had a good time at that concert. There was a pitchfork writer dead on the floor, and he yeah. stank. Yeah, there was. I got that poor guy. It looked like just someone 3D printed out a blog. It's like this like 35-year-old Asian kid asleep on the floor. He brought his laptop to the real estate concert. And he was clutching that thing for dear life. Poor sweet kid. And now Brady's bedroom floor is a minefield. Well, mom would have beat my fucking ass. <laughs> I left a condom on my bedroom floor. You know what? If your mom if your mom found a condom on your bedroom floor. I probably wouldn't hear about it, right? Because why would you put this on a TV show? Well, I would hear about it. Okay, you would hear about it, yes, but we wouldn't hear about it. It's like, this is not... Strangers who have interesting style, but now that I'm on that podcast, it's kind of growing into a thing. Wow, Instagram, podcast, I guess your passing is younger too. Still haven't listened to it, have you? Carrie, I love you to death, but I draw the line at podcasts. First of all, pause that. Okay, pausing. First of all, I agree. It is the most podcast thing to have a podcast and tell people to listen to it and like get on their ass when they don't listen to it. I specifically tell people not to listen to our podcast. I assume no one listens like my best friends, my family. It's like it is much like I do like that joke. It's like, yeah, there's no way. None of Carrie Bradshaw's friends would listen. Listening to someone's podcast is like a favor you're doing. Though. Yeah, it is. Unless it's like a good podcast, which this is not. But no, sometimes my friends, my IRL friends, would like bring up something from the podcast. I'll be like, did I tell you that? And they're like, no, I heard it on your podcast. I was like, oh, you have an unfair advantage in this conversation. The other day, my friend Jeffrey texted me and he was like, I heard that you were talking about like the metaverse and NFTs in your podcast. I almost started to cry. I was like, <laughs> you listen to my podcast? I, that is the, it's like the best Christmas gift you could have ever gotten me. Oh, really? See, I feel like an unaltering wave of shame. Really? It over me whenever my friends reference anything. I'm like, like, this is supposed to be my dirty little secret, man. Mm. You know, it is kind of like she's dead, Samantha. We never even talk about her. Well, what is there to say? I told her that because of, you know, what the book business is now, it just didn't make sense for me to keep her on as a publicist. She said, fine. And now she's in the wildly lucrative realm of podcasting. 
Let me tell you, I am rolling in it, and so is Carrie. Look, I understand that she was upset, but I thought I was more to her than an ATM. You are. She was embarrassed. So embarrassed she took a job and moved to London? Wait, have you spoken to her? No, neither has Charlotte. I mean, we texted and called, but we never heard back. Okay, this uh, this scene, I think I cringe. I think it was the third hardest cringe. Like only one of my spinal uh, discs went out of place when I watched this for the first time. Doesn't this feel like they're talking to the actress? Yes. Like, hey, you stupid bitch. You know what we could have done? We're all sad. You see that? You're making. You're not just making Sarah Jessica Parker sad. You're making Carrie sad. <laughs> And you're making Miranda sad. And they thought they thought that sex in the city was more to you than just a paycheck. But turns out you don't you got too big and you don't remember where you're from. It's just like a weird way to do it. Kim Cattrall, it wasn't that she wasn't being paid enough money. I think Kim Cattrall just doesn't like the showrunner from Sex in the City. And then they just fight. I remember reading an article, I don't know how accurate this is, but that she and Sarah Jessica Parker got in a bunch of spats and that Kim Cattrall was like, I'll keep doing Sex in the City, but I don't want to do another fucking movie. And then they were like, made her do another movie and then she was like, all right, contract over, I'm done. <laughs> okay, well, I, that's, I mean, that second movie was terrible. Like, Kim Cattrall was right. Like, they should not have done another movie. Remember in the second movie when like Kim Cattrall is like in the middle of Saudi Arabia? Like, she takes off like her hijab and like starts screaming about how like women shouldn't have to wear these things and they all end up like in a Saudi Arabian prison. Yeah, that owned. <laughs> What's wrong with that scene? That's a hundred percent. You've never happened. seen the second Sex in the City movie. Don't act like you know. A bunch of white Karens show up and then they're like, "Well, how can we make this America?" <laughs> you Look, get thrown in jail. Yeah, sounds realistic to me. Don't don't take the fact that I'm describing this scene incredibly well <laughs> as the scene being you. There's a reason you've never. See Sex and the City too. Is it because it's bad? Yes, it's because it's bad. Oh my, yeah, it's a. You're allowed to quit a job without the job like guilting you and then talking shit about you on a TV show on HBO Max. Like they were awful to Kim Cattrall. All right, so Samantha's character, like in the Sex and the City movie, they put a scene in there to make sure that like Kim Cattrall never gets work in Hollywood again. Do you remember this scene? No, tell me. Okay, so. Samantha sits down in front of a birthday cake and it's got like 50 fucking candles on it. It's like it's like a fucking California wildfire on this goddamn birthday cake. And Sarah Jessica Parker's character turns to camera and goes, Happy 50th birthday, Samantha. To Samantha. 50 and fabulous. And then Kim Cattrall, Samantha, like looks at the cake and like has to like force a smile. And then, like, blow out these candles. And the point of the scene is, like, hey, Hollywood, uh, this actress is 50, so you can, like, stop casting her and stuff now. Hey, Hollywood, we know for a fact that you're sexist, and we're using sexism against Kim Cattrall because the showrunner and the star don't like Kim Cattrall. She can get as many injections as she wants from this point out, but she can only take roles of grandmothers and old widows who live in the woods. Yeah! Yeah, exactly! Oh, Kim Cattrall deserves better! She did. Anyway... Up I go. Okay. Okay. Thanks for walking me. Sure. Up I go. I live above Madison Square Garden. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. This, this, <laughs> she lives like in the Empire State Building. How the fuck am I supposed to relate to these goddamn characters? You're not. That's the point. I guess. So the whole point of Sex and the City is supposed to be like it's fantasy, right? It's like, oh, when you watch the show, it's like you're hanging out with your four girls. And it's like, everyone's a little Samantha and a little Carrie and a little Charlotte. And oh, we're all having martinis. We're harvesting different dick. Where's the fucking fantasy now? One of them hates the other one. One of them's husband is about to die. Like, where's the fantasy? Right. And Miranda looks like shit. Now, look. <laughs> Uh, I would be sexist of me to talk about that. Sriracha, take it away. Okay, so li listeners, when you smoke a cigarette, <laughs> <laughs> the tar from the cigarette as you inhale 
turns your mouth eventually over time if you smoke enough pack a cigarette. Your teeth will turn a little shade of yellow. Now, some people like Miranda here think that you can bleach that away. But let me tell you, ain't no goddamn bleach on the face of this planet that will make your teeth look see-through unless you're bleaching specifically to get rid of cigarette stains. And let me tell you, Miranda, it's not working. Did you see her fucking teeth? They're like clear. You can see through her teeth. I'm going to pull up the teeth real quick. Her smile makes me uncomfortable now. I am a Miranda, though. Asterius, you're a Miranda or a Charlotte or a Carrie. You seem like a Carrie to me. Yeah, I'm always getting carried away. (laughs) Do you remember Tiny Size Chicklets? No. Okay. This might have just been like a Gen Xer thing, but uh, you you know what Chicklets are? Yeah, they're gum, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, they're like little square pieces of gum. When I was a kid, they sold like itty bitty baby little square pieces of gum called tiny size chiclets. That's what her teeth look like. Oh, I know the Zoomer reference to this. I yeah. know the Zoomer what equivalent of this. Zoomers, you know when you get, uh, what are the dental implants called? Uh, veneers? Veneers. When you get veneers, how they have to shave down your oh, tooth. Oh, yeah. Oh. To the tiny little shark nub. <laughs> she looks like she's halfway through a set of veneers. Ugh. All right, you know what? This that was that was a pretty kind takedown of of what this actress's appearance is. Yeah, I'll say that's what I would define as kind. Uh, well, I'm just saying, like you you didn't talk at all about her face. That's right, I did not talk about her face. Do teeth count as your? I was talked about her face bones. I mean, yeah, but it's like, look, some people have compared her to Mum Ra's dad, <laughs> and it's just like, well, look, can't. People just get older in Hollywood without being called like Bumrah's dad, silly putty face, the looking like the scarecrow, being called the crypt keeper. You know what her problem was? She ran. You ever see those pictures of like Obama before being in office yes. and then four years in office? Yeah. He looks 20 years older. She got like a taste of that because she ran for a uh, New York office. What was it? Mayor? Yeah, she went over for governor of New York. Governor of New York and she lost. So then she got only a fraction of whatever is in the water that ages you so badly when you work at the government. I think having to deal with Sarah Jessica Parker just probably adds 50 years to your face. I bet it would. Yeah. Charlotte's mitigating it well. Yeah, Charlotte's doing great. All right, so let's set up this next scene for people. Okay, okay. Here's how I described it to Asterios. I said, Asterios, there is a scene because Miranda is now going to college. She quit being a lawyer to get her master's in human studies because she wants to social that justice so hard and provide services to women who need them. And she goes to, there's a scene where she's going to college on her first day. And it sounds like, it was written like, okay, imagine an 80-year-old boomer sitting there writing Sex in the City reboot. But he's pissy because he doesn't get to uh, call his secretary's boobs or sweater puppies anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Or compliment her on her tight pointy ass that you could bounce a quarter off. And his assistant comes in and he's like, listen, okay, Jack. I know you hate the pronoun people, okay? I know you hate this, but they're gonna be, we're hoping to get some millennials to watch this, so you're gonna have to make it look good. So this is what I think a boomer's idea of what people would, people act like in classrooms. All right. In Joe Biden's America. Hey, that's where the professor sits. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, he just told me. Someone's quick with the pronouns. Uh, it's fine. I had to turn it off. This was where I turned it off. Somebody's quick with the pronouns. Quick with the pronouns. And then the, I, I think the actor looks away like smirks because this is so fucking ridiculous. Nobody would say that. Oh, also, blue hair, blue hair, blue hair. Can you, for the people that aren't watching the the, the video version of this, which has long been copyright struck, uh, can you explain what just, like, just... Tell me what just happened. Okay, so Miranda walks in and uh, to her first class where instead of uh, sitting at tables in front of a podium, they're sitting in a big circle of chairs. And Miranda sits down next to Tyler Oakley. <laughs> Tyler Oakley. 
<laughs> looks at her and says, hey, that's where the professor sits, which, by the way, uh, if you have a designated seat for the professor, that should be fucking marked or something or like pull the chair out. or just- It shouldn't look like the other chairs. Yes. All these chairs look identical. Like, how the fuck was she supposed to know that? Anyways, so Miranda's like, oh, fuck, I'm sorry. So she goes and she sits in another seat. Then a uh, woman of color, black woman, walks in and sits down in the seat that Miranda just vacated. And Miranda says, oh, that's where the professor sits. And the prof- the lady who is now established as the professor says, I know, I'm the professor. And she says, oh, he just told me, referring to Tyler Oakley. And Tyler Oakley says, well, somebody's quick with the pronouns. Like, that would be a thing anyone would fucking say, even if they were non-binary. This is the first day of class. How does everyone know where the professor sits but Miranda who doesn't know where the professor sits? I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that. And the only thing that I could come up, because sometimes my talent is I can, in my brain, do a lot of mental gymnastics to figure out. What I'm thinking is Tyler Oakley was in this, a class with this professor last semester. And there was just like a kind of consistent setup between things so Tyler Oakley knows where the professor likes to sit and can tell everybody coming in the room like I imagine Tyler Oakley told seven people that same thing so much of this is contrived it's like all these seats are the same it's not like there's one seat behind a desk or there's like a throne and like a bunch of little pedestals it's like you know, the professor could just sit somewhere else. Right she brings in a pile of papers like there's not even a whiteboard that she needs to be near to write on I'm not going to say I know a lot of trans people but I know some trans people I don't know any trans people that talk like cis people think they do. Yeah, no, this is so, that's the problem I have. First of all, even the actors like looks away and smirks because this is such a fucking ridiculous thing to say. I imagine if there was a trans person, they'd be, oh, hey, just for the record, I use they, them pronouns. Yeah. Or something like that's what an actual trans. In my experience, that is what actual trans people and non-binary people say. They don't get mad at you. <laughs> but like in the world, it's like in the world of like the seventy-year-old people who are like writing and producing this show. You could get canceled. And right. It's like it's like this show. There's like so much like fear of a boomer planet on this, where it's just like. 70-year-old people being like, please like us, please like us. We put black people in Sex and the City now. Like, we're good now. We're good. We promise we're good. We have two real-life black people here. We have two black women in the show. Do we constantly talk about how they're black? Yeah, we do. I mean, we have to call it out. It's the elephant in the room. (laughs) By the way, I don't like how they refer to black people as elephants. It seems pretty rude. Pretty racist. Hey, that's where the professor sits. Uh, Sorry, he just told me. Someone's quick with the pronouns. Uh, it's fine. I am the professor. Wh- you're the professor? Yeah. You're Naya Wallace? <laughs> yes. Why do you seem so surprised? Well, your braids. A lot Uh-oh. of professors didn't have hair like mine. Why is that? Oh, no, no, no. I didn't, I didn't mean because of the braids. I was, I was, I, I was just thrown because the braids are, are so different than the hair in your photo on the Columbia website. My comment had nothing whatsoever to do with it being a black hairstyle. I, I knew that you were black when I signed up for this class. Uh, that was important to me. You signed up for this class because I'm black? <laughs> this is so uncomfortable. I like this class because you're such a force in academia on top of everything you do as a community activist. God, I sound like such a brown nose. I mean, um... Please just forget that I ever said anything about your hair. Hair has nothing whatsoever to do with uh, appropriateness or intelligence or gravitas, obviously. I mean, do I look like someone who attaches any significance to hair? I I let mine go gray, and I don't care if it makes me look old. Not that I'm ageist. Do I sound ageist? You really want me to answer that question? And then Tyler Oakley, the background, is grinning and nodding. That was so fucking uncomfortable. It's like, I don't know what this show wants from me. Like, does it want me to, like, find this funny? Like, it's not funny. It's like, does it want me to, like, be on Miranda's side? I'm on the black professor's side? Like, what do you want from me, TV show? Because, like, I'm not enjoying this. I'm not having fun. I think the point of this scene is, like, I think I'm going to predict that the point of Miranda's whole journey into academia is so she could learn to stop being a white savior or something. I'm going to guess that's the plot arc. But right now, I think we're supposed to be boomers watching this, like, yeah, black people are a little uppity. (laughs) 
Really? Yeah. You really think that's the point of this scene? Yes. Not, no, that is not the point of this scene. <laughs> the point of this scene is that like our main character is like kind of racist and awkward. Or if they're not racist, they're so afraid of like being perceived as racist. Yes, that's what it is. It's like you're so afraid to say the word black that like it inadvertently makes it so uh, goes the other direction. Right. That comes entirely like from fear. You know what I mean? Just like I'm so afraid that black people might think I'm racist that I'm going to like write this scene where like I accidentally come off as racist, even though I'm not racist. It's just turning black people into like the straight man in a comedy scene. Yeah. Like she only (laughs) exists to be black. And to have someone say, like, racist shit at her. And it's just like, oh, this is not entertaining. She should have just stopped after saying your hair looks different from your picture on the website. Like, that's where any rational human being would have just stopped. Well, like, yeah, but, like, it's like, okay, but it's a comedy show. So, like, we need to, like, take it to, like, an illogical extreme. Well, if it's a comedy show, I ain't fucking laughing. I mean, that's the problem. (laughs) It's just like... Am I supposed to be laughing at, like, my main character? Like, a character that, like, you told me for, like, 20 years was cool and awesome? It would be like if all of a sudden, like, Captain Picard walked into a scene and just started being, like, racist against Klingons. Just saying racial slurs yeah, about Klingons. Just slaying racial slurs about Klingons and Romulans. And then he was like, oh, I'm sorry, I got old. It's like, <laughs> okay, am I supposed to think you're a hero? Because, like, you're kind of coming off, like, as a villain now. Like, I don't know if you're supposed <laughs> to like you anymore, main character. I don't know if I can continue to support you after you're saying that you should genocide the Klingons. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I'm kind of on the side of the Klingons. Now. It's like, also, did you only hire this Klingon because they're a Klingon? Because that's not cool, too. Tyler Oakley is now my favorite character in this show, though, by the way. Because Tyler Oakley knows how fucking ridiculous this entire scene is and cannot get rid of the smile. And everybody, let me tell you, everybody also in the room is really deserves an Oscar. Just give an Oscar to every person in this classroom who managed to sit there and look like this. Like to look awkwardly offended. During this entire monologue, they keep cutting away to like people of color, like smirking or rolling their eyes or like doing like the the palm, like the Captain Picard like hand in the palm thing. Can you imagine it's it's like, oh I'm I'm like a twenty-four-year-old black actress, like, oh I got cast in Sect of the City. Oh, what's the role you're gonna be getting? I'm there to be offended by like a white person's antics. Minority law student offended by Miranda number three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like you can can't you give these people like something to do? Besides just like roll there like this is this is like my 50th rolling my eyes at a white person role I've gotten. Like congratulations on number 50. <laughs> this is X Y and Me, the podcast that talks about gender roles, sexual roles and cinnamon rolls. Okay, this is the best scene in the entire show. This is a close-up look at Carrie's new podcast. <laughs> job. Where she's podcasting about sex and vaginas and I don't know, other genitals. (laughs) X, Y, and me. The podcast that talks about gender roles, sexual roles, and cinnamon roles. All the roles I care passionately about. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Representing the cisgender women is Carrie Bradshaw. Hey, hey. Hey, missus. And representing the cishet men is the dude himself, Jackie Knee. What up, sister? Brother. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, because I'm both and neither. I am Che Diaz, your host, and queer, non-binary, Mexican-Irish diva representing everyone else outside these two boring genders. Woke moment. And yes. <laughs> All right, Stop okay, it. I'll Stop pause it. it. I know Stop you want me to pause it. I know you want me to pause it. Listeners, just to let you know what happened, to, the host has a little sound effects pad, and when you push a button, it says woke moment. It has a soundboard. The boomers think that podcasts use soundboards like morning radio hosts. Get it all out. I'm going to have a heart attack. What the fuck? Okay, first of all, that was not even a woke moment. You just literally said your name and your ethnicity. You didn't say anything particularly worse. But, but according to the boomers that write this show, just mentioning your pronouns makes whatever's happening woke. Second of all, they have a soundboard because they think that podcasts are like morning radio shows because their last frame of reference was fucking uh, the radio in 1994 or I guess comedy bang bang. Whoever is writing this watches a shitload of comedy bang bang. It's so bad that like the writer was like, 
well, they're going to have a lot of woke moments in this scene I'm about to write, so I better have like a literal button they can push that calls out how woke it is. Well, Stereo, see, as a millennial, I thought that this show was way too white and way too heteronormative, but then they pressed a button saying woke moment, and I realized, holy shit, now I can see it is woke as fuck. <laughs> literally woke moment. They said woke moment. 1632. <laughs> Representing the cisgender women is... Carrie Bradshaw. Hey, hey. Hey, Mrs. <laughs> and representing the cishet men is the dude himself, Jackie Knee. What up, sister? Brother. <laughs> That's right, because I'm both and neither. I am Che Diaz, your host and queer, non-binary, Mexican-Irish diva representing everyone else outside these two boring genders. Woke moment! And yes, I know that no one person can represent all the genders and sexual orientations or an entire race, and I, I fully acknowledge that we are complicated, diverse beings here on this wondrous planet, all just striving to be our very best self. Many of us just trying to get laid. <laughs> Do you think that they have to have this disclaimer on every episode of the podcast? Like the full disclaimers about, we know we're not representing everybody with this podcast, but we're just trying to have fun. We're sitting in a room. We're talking about sex and getting laid. Do you think they had to do that every time, or do you think somebody called in and complained? <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I think that they're just, I think this is uh, one of the first episodes of a show that is going to be canceled exceptionally soon. <laughs> like, even by podcasting standards. Why do you think it'll be canceled soon? Because it's boring. We've only listened to, like, 30, so we've only listened to the intro. Oh, you're right, Asterios. Let's keep going. Let's see what kind of woke moments are ahead of us. I have a question for you about women. What is it, Jackie? Why don't you see women jerking it on the subway? I'm hoping that's a multiple choice question. Because we could do it via Kegels. Next question. It's happening. You just don't see it, Jackie. Yeah, I mean, aren't you? Aren't you're just kind of, you can just rock back and forth just a little bit and you can get a lot done. Exactly. Dudes masturbating everywhere. I saw a guy jerking off on the J train today. I guess that's what the J stands for. And the A train stands for anal. Oh, that must be why I don't ride it. <laughs> woke moment. That was not woke. <laughs> I was that woke. By all parties involved. <clears throat> Jack A. Yeah. Have you ever masturbated out in pu- nah, You know what? Let's just speed this along. Is there any public place where you haven't masturbated? Uh, nah. <laughs> to masturbate at Yankee Stadium. Well, my version of masturbation. I, uh, I wear a Yankees cap and I just, uh, I sit there sipping a beer and I really get off on watching the bros try to figure out what I am. And it's not just the dudes, it's also the ladies. I'm an equal opportunity confuser. <laughs> what about you, Carrie? Oh, me what? 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 Oh, what about, what about me? Oh, uh, oh, oh, are you ask, you're asking me about... About masturbation. Yes, I'm, I'm asking you about masturbation. <laughs> Particularly you. Do you masturbate? Uh, I would like to buy a valve, please. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means. Um, okay. Yes, sorry. Let's see. Oh, yes, I'm here. Okay. Yes, go. I'm here. Yes. Um, have you ever masturbated in a public place? Uh, well, uh, not since Barney's closed. Hmm. Uh. What's Barney's? Okay, now that's offensive. <laughs> I do like that. She wrote a column called Sex in the City for 20 years. All she did was talk about the dick she's harvesting. But now that she's on a podcast, which, by the way, is not live, which means they could just cut out all the awkwardness like we do every time we record. Like, they ask her about jerking off, and all of a sudden she's like, what? This podcast sucks. If I, I would rate it one out of five stars on iTunes. Jackie is fuckable. Rest are unlistenable. <laughs> vocal fry, vocal fry, vocal fry, vocal fry. They call the, what do they call that guy? Like, Jackie Knee? Is that his name? I thought that was his name. Well, the actor is named Bobby Lee. I know that. So wait, well, no. Okay, so you know that. So you know I'm asking, like, why not just call him Bobby Lee? Why call him Jackie Knee? If you're if you're not gonna call him Bobby Lee, don't come up with like a funny rhyming thing like Herlock Sholmes, like in that mm. fucking video game all you kids play with the anime lawyers. Just call him Tim Thomerson. Like make up a different name. Yeah, you should call him just Henry Henryson or something. Yeah, exactly. It's so 
weird. It comes off as like so passive aggressive that they're like, oh, okay, Bobby Lee won't consent to us calling him Bobby Lee, huh? All right, we'll call him Jack and E. Do you still want the paycheck? He doesn't want to be associated with this shit. This podcast fucking blows. <laughs> if he used his real name, maybe you'd start associating this podcast. Like maybe someone somewhere confuses the X, Y, and me with one of his podcasts. I can't. I think the only way I would listen to X, Y, and me would be if like someone had kidnapped one of my nieces or nephews. And even then, I think I would listen to it at like 2x speed. And I'd be like, no, 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 I got it. Like if I had to take a quiz, I still think I'd need to 2x it. I would download X, Y, and Me on my iPhone once to listen to it on the subway to bring in as a bit for this show. And then I would forget to unsubscribe. And it would, before I knew it, I would have 200 episodes of X, Y, and Me downloaded on my iPhone. I feel like the show itself is like an STD. Like if it's on your phone, even a little bit like. You got to like drench that phone in bleach and hope it still works. It will multiply ad nauseum. No, I think this podcast would not be successful because it's fucking boring and uh, nobody said anything interesting. But they even, got Jackie Neon. But even their big like talk topic, masturbate. First of all, why don't any women masturbate on the subway? Are you serious? Second of all, this podcast sucks. <laughs> I'm talking about this podcast. Yeah, I mean, they're just like, they're, they're like, hey, have you ever masturbated in a public place? And it's like, hey, do you want to like... Uh, I don't know, admit to a crime real quick. Like would you like to like admit to a sex would you like to admit to a sex crime on X, Y, and me? It's like what how about this? What if Sarah Jessica Parker's character is constantly jerking off in public? Like she just has like a little rabbit vibrator and she's like constantly letting it go to do you what do you think she's gonna cop to this on your show? Oh yeah, no, because even the even the non-binary person was like, Oh yeah, I they made it into a joke. They made I didn't answer that question because, like, what do you say to that if you don't have something at the ready? It's like so. It's like it's so much of the, this podcast was just like, I'm going to announce my pronouns, and now here's a joke about it, just so, just so you don't get offended, or so you don't turn off HBO Max, or like, so you don't like take your iPad and flush it down the toilet. And now I'm going to mention like all of my ethnicities, but like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, we've got this button here that we push, just, just so you don't actually think we're this woke. It's like. Are you woke or are you not woke? That seems like a non-woke moment. Do they have another button on that? Like, because this is non-woke moment, fascist yeah, just, moment. Yeah, it just plays episodes of the loudest pocket. Like, okay, uh, uh, final question: Would a woke show have a button that said "woke moment"? Wouldn't you be too woke to make a joke about how woke you were? I don't think, what, see, this is an interesting conversation because we were talking about this with my friends. We were watching this and one of them was like, I think that's very funny how they're so self-aware about how uh, circle drinking these podcasts are. I was like, dude, I don't think this is self-aware at all. I think this is not a shred of irony found here. I feel like the kind of show that would have like a woke moment button would be like a virulently racist (laughs) alt-right podcast. Like, the Proud Boys would have a woke moment button. And then after someone pushed the button, they would like make you bite the curb, right? Yeah, uh uh-huh. I agree with that. I'm glad we found the answer. (laughs) In this next scene... Carrie's done with the podcast. She's just bombed big time by not talking about diddling her clit on the podcast. <laughs> and uh, she hops to an elevator and she's given a performance review by the host. Uh, let's hear it. Hey, Carrie, you got a minute? Oh, sure. It was a funny show today. I like the gloves. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, they're really mostly for elevator buttons and handrails. COVID so, chat. <laughs> That's my button. <laughs> so about today's show, you need to dialogue with us more. Oh, just a few quick puffs. I'm so wired after a show. You want to hit? No, I'm I'm good. Thank you. She's lighting a fucking bowl in the middle of an elevator. She would have a vape. <laughs> there, we, we, it's, it's 2021. We figured out how to smoke weed in elevators. We don't pull out like a little fucking pipe and like circle up around a bowl. Say so, you no, know, because the boomers, the boomers are just fi- figuring out what's that called? Shotgun pipes? Yes. The boomers have just figured out shotgun pipes and they think that's like the height of weed technology now. Also, who the fuck smokes anything in an elevator? It's uh, even the world's biggest stoner would not do what this person is doing pulling out a six foot skull bong that says happy halloween when you light it what the hell this is like smoking on an airplane like yes! who the fuck needs to be told you don't do this do you remember 
the one time when we did a show at the Magnet Theater and somebody vaped in the bathroom and they almost shut the show down. Yeah, so they, what are you fuckers? This is a true story. What are you fuckers? We were doing a live show. It's fucking smoked out the bathroom of the Magnet Theater and they came in there were like, if one of your audience members does drugs in the bathroom again, we're shutting it down. It's like, dude, go outside. Nobody cares. It's decriminalized now, so you don't smoke up the back room in the magnet theater. You could just go outside, light a bowl. Somebody's probably going to tell you to put it away, but you just say it's medicinal. You ableist, and then you're good. It's just so weird that like the the 90-year-old man who wrote this thinks that like millennials smoke weed in a corporate elevator. There's like fucking there's like a, a goddamn Tiffany chandelier. Look, there's marble in the elevator. You know what I think happened? I think some boomer was in an elevator with a kid who had one of those giant vape rigs yeah. and was blowing sick clouds and the boomer's like, "Oh my god, I hate it when these this is what millennials are like." And then went home and wrote this scene. You know what I think happened? I think that the boomer who wrote this scene was in an elevator with Chevy Chase in 1975 <laughs> and he pulled out a bowl and smoked weed. And the, guy, and the guy was like, oh, I just gotta find the right scene to do this. They waited 40 years and then he did it. And now in the final scene we're gonna watch here, this is like kind of the big news. Uh, the, the character of Mr. Big, uh, who's Carrie's la- Car- love of Carrie's life, uh, Carrie and Mr. Big get married in the, the movie, uh, character of Mr. Big fucking has a heart attack. In the shower and dies explicitly. That's what I call a not-woke moment. <laughs> get it? Because he's dead. He's no, never going to open his eyes again. No, I do get it. Um, and uh, Yeah, let's watch this scene. John? John! John. Oh, God. Oh, God, John. Oh, what do you think of what we just saw? I mean, I thought that acting was good. I thought it was, I like how he died with his eyes open. <laughs> oh, how hard is it to do heart attack acting? It's not difficult. Oh, oh just gra- all you do is grab your arm. Grabbing your arm is 90% of heart attacking. They definitely put this scene in here so Carrie so get some more widow dick, right? Yeah, I mean, this is the, this is the thing. It's like, I don't know why we have to watch Chris not die. Like, this is a character that, like, girls in the 90s pine for. And even if you didn't, you still liked him on Law & Order. It's like, I don't want to watch Chris Noth die. What they should have done was just open the series one year after his funeral and been like, yeah, he had a heart attack because he kept smoking cigars, drinking wine, and eating big steak. It's so crazy how him and uh, Samantha double suicided together. <laughs> what they should have done is <laughs> turns out they were having an affair she was giving him a hand job in the car and the car went out of control and went over the Brooklyn Bridge it was so crazy that they got the one yellow cab without a catalytic converter and then got stuck in a garage isn't it not radon poisoning right it gets the best of us it gets the worst of us I saw a sign in the subway that said lead paint kills children I was like oh my god are there still buildings with lead paint here oh yeah big time oh fuck yeah because it looks nice does it? Yeah, that's the reason why it took forever to get rid of lead paint. Lasts a long time, keeps its color, has a great shine, don't crack. And it starts to crack, and when it starts to peel, it's a tasty sweets treat. That's the thing. You know how, like, for a long time, antifreeze tasted great? Did it? Yes! No, I that's don't remember. The thing. It took them, like, 20 years to be like, kids keep succumbing to the great taste of antifreeze. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should... Maybe we should make this thing taste a little bit stingier. <laughs> yeah, so fucking so Chris Noth has a goddamn heart attack while Charlotte's adopted daughter is playing the piano and they, they rip off the thing from The Godfather where there's like where there's classical music playing over somebody dying. Would you have killed Chris Noth's character? Uh, yeah, because how is... I would have killed all their husbands, honestly. I would imagine that they went on a fishing trip and they were all in an airplane that crashed or something because that was the fun of the first show. Was the, uh, the dating and the dick harvesting was the central purpose of the show. And if you don't have dick to harvest, what are you even doing? Just have them all die from COVID-19. What? <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. It's like re- they reference COVID-19 900 times this goddamn episode. Just be like, yeah, it kills a lot of old people, a.k.a. half the cast of Sex of the City now. Woke moment. <laughs> All right. 
So Mr. Big fucking dies. That's right, the man you fell in love with in the 1990s. Like the rich, handsome Casanova that swept you off your feet, that saved you from an abusive ballerina in Paris in the last episode of Sex of the City, fucking gets owned. Sriracha, what did you think? Zoomers, for Zoomers, it's like, remember when Lil Peep died? <laughs> That was like our little peep dying. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking dead. And it was a long drought scene. I agree with you that they should have uh, pulled it, like pulled it a year after his funeral. But one thing that I couldn't say really took me out of the immersion was she runs into the shower and she gets her like $3,000 shoes wet. And I was like, oh, he couldn't take the shoes off before rushing in to help your dead husband. <laughs> she would have taken the shoes off. Come on. You can right. get a new husband. You can't get new Manolo Blahniks. And that, by the way... Is a Sex in the City joke. I get it. Yeah, no, they were Manolo Blancs. Oh, yeah! That's right, Coconuts! The Boomer always wins! Boomer always wins. So this guy fucking dies on his uh, goddamn exercise bike. He dies on his Peloton, which, like, caused Peloton stock to crash, which I did like. They had to put out a commercial where they explicitly said, this does not happen. He's alive! <laughs> it's kind of funny how every Christmas Peloton just kind of takes it in the balls, right? It's <laughs> like, every Christmas... Someone just nutshots Peloton. You know, that's a holiday tradition that I want to keep going every year. How could we shit on Peloton? One of us has to die. No, one of us has to have their seat come loose while I ride and like it goes right up your butthole. Yeah, you have to get it right up your butthole. That's yeah, That's exactly sure. right. You do. I will. And I'll go on national television and say, I got butt fucked by my Peloton. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, fucking Ryan Reynolds casts you in a commercial for Mint Mobile. We're like, I got butt fucked by a Peloton, but I don't get butt fucked by the prices at Mint Mobile. Hi, my name's Solange. You remember me getting butt fucked by Peloton, but I've been told that usually doesn't happen. <laughs> all right. Well, look, I think we've made our listeners suffer enough. Uh, I, I just couldn't. I couldn't suffer alone. I had to know that other people heard these clips and like had to cringe along with me. This show is so it's cringe, but like not in a good way like The Office. It's like actual cringe. It's like early episodes of The Office cringe. Is it's like cringe and it's also not funny. Right, yes, exactly. Where it was like this was funnier in the British version. I don't know what you people think you're doing in this American version, but it's not working. But uh that's about all the time we've got this week for the Loudest Podcast. Don't forget We've still got our holiday merch strap. This stuff will only be on sale during the holidays at spiteincorporated.com. So if you're going to get a mug, you're going to get a t-shirt, or you're going to get these medallions, you got to act fast. You better go fast. Those medallions are selling like hotcakes, and you only have a few weeks to get them to Christmas. No, no, until Christmas. And, uh, oh, and then we also revealed this month's Patreon bonus stickers. Oh, my God. Sriracha, can you tell people about these tool stickers? We have. You guys remember how we hate Funko Pops? Well, they're good now. <laughs> we got the Asterios Count Chocula Funko Pop, number 69, of course, and then... The Sriracha Tradwife vinyl figure, 420, of course. I think they're very cute. I think, especially think yours looks very cute. No, I re actually, I think yours looks really cool. Uh, these were both drawn by Berries and Cream. One of them, it's fun. Yeah, Funko Pop number 420. It's Tradwife Sriracha. And it's you in this little apron that you do own that I bought for you at a corn maze. Yeah, I took a picture of myself in that on Instagram. And then it's me as Count Chocula. These are the only two good-looking Funko Pops that have ever existed. That's true. These are the only two Funko Pops besides the Porg one that actually look kind of cute. And I guess it's because they weren't made by the Funko Corporation. That is exactly fucking right. Yeah, it's the holidays. We wanted to give you a little something extra. So instead of one sticker this month, you get two stickers this month for joining the Sticker of the Month Club at patreon.com slash stairs. We will see you next week for our pre-Christmas extravaganza. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.